Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Horsham. This message is by Holly Wyatt. So I've, I've been quite excited about bringing this actually because it's something God's been talking to me about for a while. And yeah, I just hope that you guys catch hold of something. Um, like I, I love this time of year. I love September. For me, it feels more like a new year than January does. I don't know if anyone else feels like that. I don't know if it's because of kids going back to school or what, but it is actually today, correct me if I'm wrong, I think I'm right, but it is today the Jewish New Year starts today, finishes on Tuesday. Maybe that's got something to do with it. I don't know, because obviously, you know, we're grafted into something. We're part of part of that. So, yeah, often September brings like a fresh season for the church. And this this year, it really, really feels like that's the case. Like, I'm just feeling such an expectancy, and i am just been going on about this, like, all the time. People are probably getting a bit fed up with me. Um, as we're going into this season, we've got, like, fresh vision and energy. There's an expectancy and anticipation building for what God's about to do. And as a congregation, we've grown so much over the last couple of years. You know, we've grown in so many ways. We've got new levels of freedom and strengthening of relationships and just a general sense that God is preparing us and we're going somewhere as a body. Amen. So with this in mind, let me ask you what's probably going to seem like a bit of a random question. Have you ever overpacked for a journey? (laughs) So (laughs) if you're going on a flight somewhere... Have you ever overpacked and turned up at the airport with a little bit too much in your luggage? You know, you get the luggage allowance weight. So have you ever overpacked and then been faced with the dilemma of either having to leave some of your belongings behind or having to pay a hefty price for taking them with you? Um, I have. I have before. I've overpacked like that and had to pay a lot of money. How about this one? Have you ever accidentally or on purpose, you might not want to confess this, but try to smuggle something onto a flight (laughs) that you shouldn't have. (laughs) Um, When I went to Poland with my sister a couple of months ago, and I had this in my bag, and it had about maybe a little bit more water than this in it, and I love my drink bottle. I paid like £15 for this. That's quite expensive. And I had the choice. Either I had to drink it down in one go (laughs) and they let me through, or I had to throw my bottle away. So I unscrewed the top of the bottle and in a panic, threw it over my face (laughs) in front of everybody. And it was very embarrassing. But yeah, basically that was me not realising that I was trying to take something through that I shouldn't have, that I'm not allowed. Um, I have another little funny story. This isn't just going to be loads of little stories, but (laughs) I like this story. So when Jamie was about four, he's um, eight now, we went to Mallorca, and it's the first time and the last time we've ever flown. Um, <laughs> Jamie is, was very particular about packing his little Spider-Man bag um, that we were taking with us, and he had everything in it. Oh, Jamie's in his now. He had everything in it that he wanted, and I brought him a magazine because I thought, oh, that's nice. He'll be able to read this on the flight. So as we were about to go through, and you know you put your things on the conveyor belt, and Jamie was a little bit concerned because he, he's quite protective over his things, but I encouraged him, you just put it on the little conveyor belt, it's going to go through the machine, it's going to come out the other end. So we put it on there, <laughs> we got to the other end, and it was gone. <laughs> we were like, where is it? 
And we turned around and Jamie was being frisked. He was four years old. <laughs> and they were patting him down. Apparently, in this magazine, there was a toy gun. <laughs> So I had accidentally got Jamie to try and smuggle a gun through airport security. Um, of course, the gun was confiscated and all was well. But yeah, I love that story. Anyway, what has this got to do with us going into a new season? I hear you ask. Well, for all of us, from the moment we surrender our lives to Jesus, we begin a transformation process. When we make that decision to believe in Jesus, we step into a new life and we are reborn. And the word says, we have been rescued from the kingdom of darkness and transferred into the kingdom of the Son of God who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. That's Colossians 1, 13 to 14. So we have an immediate kingdom transformation. And in this new kingdom, we don't have to carry the baggage we had to carry before. Because Jesus took all the baggage to the cross so we can travel light and walk in freedom. The trouble is for us, though, <laughs> that although we know we have a new life, we often have trouble letting go of the baggage from the old life. I don't know if anyone else has experienced that. I think that's, that's pretty, pretty common. So when we're moving forward with God, we're challenged often to leave baggage behind us as we go. And when we refuse to drop that baggage, we tend to stop moving forward until we're ready to leave that thing behind because we can't take it with us. It's like each new place God wants to bring us to requires a breaking through of something. But in order to do that, there's a laying down of anything we won't need in that place. And it's because anything that we don't need, when God takes us to that place, it can hinder us or others and I like this. You can't take contraband into the promised land. <laughs> yeah. So in um, Exodus 3 and 4, it talks about how the Lord appeared to Moses in the burning bush. So this guy, Moses, he probably had quite a bit of baggage. If you don't know why, I just recommend reading through the beginning of Exodus. Um, the Lord speaks to him and tells him to go to Pharaoh and to lead the Israelite people out of Egypt where they're oppressed and enslaved. Now, Moses gives him a ton of reasons why he can't do it. Um, it's quite a scary thing to do, understandably. Um, Moses is quite apprehensive. And I just want to pick out one of those reasons. It, so it says in Exodus 4:10, But Moses pleaded with the Lord, O oh Lord, I'm not very good with words. I never have been, and I'm not now. Even though you have spoken to me, I get tongue-tied and my words get tangled. So... I understand that as that's a little bit of baggage that Moses has got. God's calling him to do something. And that there, that is a bit of baggage that is going to stop Moses, maybe, from doing exactly what God has asked him to do. So God tries to reassure him and he just sort of, you know, gives him a few reasons. Okay, you can do this, you know, stuff like that. But in the end, he gives Moses Aaron as a support. He gives him another guy to come alongside him and just support him in that, in speaking for him sometimes and, and stuff. But it seems like through a, a process, through kind of, I guess, like the 40 years up until nearly coming to the promised land, um, Moses seems to have overcome that at times. There's times when he does speak and there's times when he does, you know, speak to a group of people and, and he does it. But um, if we skip forward then to the end of that 40 years of wandering and in Deuteronomy 32, 48 to 52, it says that same day the Lord said to Moses, go to Moab to the mountains east of the river and climb Mount Nebo. 
which is across from Jericho. Look out across the land of Canaan, the land I'm giving to the people of Israel as their own special possession. Then you will die there on the mountain. You will join your ancestors just as Aaron, your brother, died and joined his ancestors. For both of you betrayed me with the Israelites at the waters of Meribah at Kadesh. In the wilderness of Zin, you failed to demonstrate my holiness to the people of Israel there. So you will see the land from a distance, but you may not enter the land I'm giving to the people of Israel. Wow. Like, what did Moses do that he was now not able to enter the promised land? Now, I know I'm jumping around a bit, but I just hope that you can kind of keep with the flow of this. In Numbers 20, I'm going to try not to read all of this because it's quite long, but... um, So there was no, this is kind of skipping back then to when they were in the wilderness. Um, There was no water. So this is going to explain why he was not able to enter into the promised land. There was no water for the people to drink at that place. So they rebelled against Moses and Aaron. The people blamed Moses and said, if only we had died in the Lord's presence with our brothers, why have you brought the congregation of the Lord's people into this wilderness to die, along with all our livestock? Why did you make us leave Egypt and bring us here to this terrible place? So they're just having a right old moan about where they're at. So Moses and Aaron turned away from the people and went to the entrance of the tabernacle where they fell face down to the ground and the glorious presence of the Lord appeared to them. And the Lord said to Moses, you and Aaron must take the staff and assemble the entire community. As the people watch, speak to the rock over there and it will pour out its water. You will provide enough water from the rock to satisfy the whole community and their livestock. So God has given him a command to speak, to do something. He says, speak to the rock. So Moses did as he was told. He took the staff from the place where it was kept before the Lord. Then he and Aaron summoned the people to come and gather at the rock. Listen, you rebels, he shouted. Must we bring water from this rock? Then Moses raised his hand and he struck the rock twice with the staff and water gushed out. So the entire community and their livestock drank their fill. But if you notice, the Lord had commanded him to speak. Now, what I want to point out here is right at the beginning of his journey, one of the reasons, one of the baggage that Moses had was to do with speaking. And he had 40 years (laughs) to realize the importance that when God tells you to speak something, you speak it. God told him to speak to the rock. I don't know why he didn't speak to the rock. I don't know, but it seems that the same issue that God made allowances for at the beginning of the journey was the thing that 40 years later lost him the privilege of entering into the promised land. So what am I saying? Don't let your baggage block your promise. Amen? So it took faith and obedience for Moses to lead the people out of Egypt and through the Red Sea. When they got through, they were standing on the other side of a miracle. It was a miracle. The Red Sea parted and they were standing on the other side. But they weren't yet in the promised land. Some of us are on the other side of a miracle of salvation, healing, or something else, but we still aren't ready to occupy our land or our promise or our destiny because we still have some baggage that we haven't let go of yet. Forgive that person who hurt you. Receive that healing. Trust God for that financial breakthrough. Allow God to challenge that attitude problem. Ouch. (laughs) 
This is why we run the Freedom Course in this church, because it gives God that space and that opportunity in our lives to just lay down some of that baggage. As Rohan said, the, this, this next course is full up, but I just encourage you, the next opportunity you get, if you've not done the Freedom Course, do it. So in Hebrews 12, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. So I've... I've lost a little bit of excess weight over the last six months. <laughs> um, I'm feeling lighter and I'm feeling fitter. For me to do that in a healthy way, I've had to lose a little bit of spiritual weight first before that. And actually, um, that was something that God did in me in the Freedom Course a few semesters ago, <laughs> um, where God was speaking to me about stress eating. And I had to shed that spiritual baggage of why I was doing that. And the manifestation of that for me is that my physical baggage <laughs> has, has gone. So this was something that came up for me when I did the Freedom Course. And often we try and treat the symptoms of the baggage to make carrying the baggage more bearable, but we're still actually carrying it. Um, this is going to be a bit of a weird one, but I'm going with it. Um, <laughs> does anyone remember that old retro game, Whack-A-Mole? <laughs> Okay, I'm going somewhere with this. Um, basically, it was this game where the, these little moles would pop up and you've got to hit them down, and then another one would pop up and you've got to hit it down. And, you know, God was really speaking to me the other day. He's saying it's a bit like that for us sometimes, that every time a symptom pops up, we whack it down with something. You know, it might be with medication or with food. Somehow we're whacking these symptoms down. But someone somewhere else, another one pops up, and it's like you just end up playing a continuous game of whack-a-mole with your life <laughs> because if if we don't deal with the root if we don't deal with the baggage the symptoms will just keep coming back um so yeah it's just a continuous game that we play and if we just open our lives to god and keep them open and we take our symptoms and our burdens to him we'll get to the root of the issue and we will have peace so god doesn't just want to ease our symptoms he wants to set us free but you have to let him into those places of brokenness. You know what? Sometimes our baggage can feel like a safe place. We can hide behind it to protect ourselves from the world or to excuse us from doing things that scare us. But we have to allow God to become our safe place. In Psalm 91, it says, Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands. You won't even hurt your foot on a stone. And then a little bit further on, the Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. For when they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them salvation. So these are promises of God that we can hold on to in exchange for the baggage that we let go of. Amen.
Thank you, Lord. So I know I'm aware that we didn't have a lot of time this morning. And I just, I feel like this is something that actually we just need to respond to in, um, in our own way with God. In Matthew 11, 28 to 30, it says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. So what is the season that God is calling you into at the moment? Just think for a moment, what, um, where are you? What is it that God's wanting you to occupy? What is the land or the territory in your life that God is wanting you to occupy? And just think for a moment, is there something that you're holding on to that is preventing you from passing through into that thing. I know for me, as how God has always communicated this to me is um, he showed it to me like a picture, like that there's ceilings and that as I journey with him, it's, it's like I kind of grow and eventually I'll hit a ceiling. But I can't pass through that ceiling until I've let go of something. It's like he's saying, for you to pass through into this next place with me, you can't bring this, this, or this. So I want you to deal with these things, and then you can pass through. And something God spoke to me at camp, when we were at faith camp, and he said that when you pass through that ceiling, when you let go of those things, the thing that was once your ceiling then becomes the ground that you stand on. So whenever I hit that time and I just have to reflect with God when, when I'm about to pass into a new season and I just suddenly, I don't know if you, you guys experience this, but sometimes you just become aware. You're like, okay, this has got a bit uncomfortable. Um, you just feel convicted about something that maybe you weren't convicted about before. It might not be something that is outright sin or outright disobedience but it's something specific to you in your life that God is saying, okay, for that person, that's okay. But for you, that's not okay. Because for you, if you bring this through, that's going to be damaging. That's going to hold you back. For somebody else, that may not hold them back in the next season. It might actually be something that someone else needs. But for you, if you don't need it, you leave it. So I just want us to spend time responding to this this morning, really. I think we've got about about 10 minutes and I just I just want could I have the band up please if they're around. Thank you. We're going to do a baggage drop. You know at the airport, you know, it doesn't no one wants it to be a lengthily drawn out thing at the airport. You know, no one wants to be stuck in the big queue waiting for ages. This is simple. This morning we're doing a baggage drop. So what's the Lord asking you to lay down this morning? Do you guys want to just stand up? Let's just have open hearts just to hear God about what he wants to do. So what have you been carrying that's hindered you or robbed your peace or held you back? It's time to throw off these things. It's time to throw these things down. So let's just come into that place with God. Let's just come before him together. Just ask the Lord just to, just to speak into your heart. You may already know. You may have come in this morning very well aware of what you're carrying and that you need to, to put it down. But you may have come in this morning feeling light as a feather. 
It may be something really big. It may be something really, really small. But it all matters. Yeah, Lord, we just ask that you would just speak to our hearts now. Lord, we're here. We've shown up, Lord, this morning. We've shown up at the airport. We're ready. We're ready to let go. Yeah. Yeah, Lord Jesus, may we, as we come to that place of our our baggage being weighed, of what, what we've packed for the journey being weighed, Lord, we don't want it to be over by a pound. We don't, we don't want our baggage to be over as we try and walk through into the things that you have, Lord. We just want to, we want to travel light, Lord. So we just invite you this morning, Lord. Just show us, no matter how big or small that thing is, show us what we need to lay down. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If there's something that the Lord is showing you, if there's something that's, that's become very apparent, I just want you to release it. I just want you to speak to him and just say, okay, Lord, I lay this down. I lay this down. I will not bring this with me. It may be a really difficult thing for you to lay down. It may be something actually you don't know how to lay it down. And if that's the case, just just tell God that. Just speak to him. Tell him, I don't know how to lay this down, but I know if you want me to lay it down, then you will help me to lay it down. But today is like a stake in the ground for you. If that's you, when you say, Lord, I want to lay this down, show me how, that is your stake in the ground moment where you've begun something. So, Lord, I just thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. As you just lay those things down, I just, I just feel to just release something of healing, actually, because I believe there's people who have been carrying things that are so heavy that they've actually impacted your physical body the weight of that spiritual burden has has done something physically in your body it's it's brought on an illness or something physically so i just want to i just want to pray for you if 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 that's you just receive this i just command and i speak healing over everybody in this place every residue of of a physical illness or a physical dis-ease that has come from carrying spiritual baggage, I command it right now to be healed in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that because that baggage has been laid down, there is now no reason for that person to have that thing. There is no reason for it. So, Lord, I just thank you, God. I thank you. I just come on arthritis to be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. I just see a picture of like almost somebody's back almost being bent over under the weight of this baggage. And just as you lay that baggage down, I just see you just standing up straight, your back being just straightened. 
So Lord, I thank you that you restore, Lord. You restore everything that has been stolen, Lord, over the years. Every, every physical thing, that you just restore it now. You restore it, Lord. I thank you, God, for the restoring of every, um, every joy, Lord Jesus, where the enemy has used these things to steal joy. I just thank you, God, that your joy comes, that your joy comes. Thank you, Lord, for your joy. In every place that has been weary and broken and tired, we just speak your joy. Your joy, Lord, in this season. Your joy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now just begin to thank him for, for what he's done. Just begin to thank him that he is the one that takes your burden, that he took your burden to the cross, that you do not need to carry it anymore. You've been transferred into a new kingdom. This is not a kingdom of burdens. This is not a kingdom of burdens. The old kingdom, yes, that is a kingdom of burdens. But Jesus came and took every burden on the cross. So you do not need to carry it. He does not want you to carry it. It gave him joy to take your burden to the cross. It gave him joy. We need to understand that. We need to understand. It gave God pleasure to see our burdens taken to the cross. So it gives him pleasure right now to see you laying your burdens down before him. He paid a price. (laughs) He paid a great price. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the new season, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for everything that you are calling each one of us here, big and small, children, grown-ups, each one of us, Lord. You're calling each one of us into something. And I just thank you, God. I thank you, Lord, as we lay down our burdens, Lord, that we pass through into that new thing. We step through and we occupy that thing that you've given us to occupy and we occupy it fully. We step into that season and we expand in that season and occupy it. Thank you, Jesus. That means there's no room in that season for the enemy. When you step into that season and you fully occupy that season, there's no space for the enemy to come in and rob from you in that season. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let's just begin to thank him. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. just as I was standing there and just praying this morning as well I just felt like um, some of those things some of those baggage that people may be carrying could be stuff like entertainment where that comes into your life and takes over and is the end all and be all where you just feel like you need to be entertained you need to watch stuff listen to stuff 
There's nothing wrong in and of itself, but when it starts to encroach on what God is wanting you to do and taking that time away from God, then that may ring true for you. I don't know. Also for the young people in the room, it may be forgiving your parents. It may be forgiving people at school that have treated you badly or, or brothers or sisters. That's baggage that can get in the way. Or it might be stuff to do with your identity or wanting to be liked at school or accepted by people. You know, God accepts you for who you are and he's given you an identity. So just receive that and just deal with that. And often unforgiveness can be a massive baggage for many of us. Make sure you deal with it. Make sure you're not taking that in or trying to get into the next season with unforgiveness. People have treated you badly. It might be someone at work or it might be someone at home or husband or wife or whatever. Deal with it. Make sure you're keeping those short accounts and forgiving people, releasing people. Might be me. (laughs) But forgive people. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So just take that home with you. Just just chew over that word. Let's give Holly a round of applause. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.